All right, guys. Welcome back to another episode of a hundred books a year with Kevin.、Um, today, I want to start a new book.、Um, it's actually called No Rules Rule、uh, by Reed Hastings. I、uh, read Hastings. I apologize. So, for those of you that don't know Reed,、um, he is still a、uh, the CEO of、uh, Netflix.、Uh, but I think I predict he's not going to be at the CEO spot for a long time because he just announces a co CEO. Or he's in the plenty of it. I think、uh, Reed、um, kind of said that they're gonna trying to look for a co CEO. So whenever somebody is doing that, that means that, in my opinion, that they're that he is not going to、uh, stick around that long. So、um, I'm actually a student of a、uh, Netflix history. Right, I read another book called "A That Will Never Work" by Mark Randolph. I think he was、uh, starting Netflix with、uh, Reed Hastings, and he stepped out as a CEO、um, in 1999. So that was a good book, and you guys can、uh, go read that if you want.、Um, I don't think I did a podcast on that. I don't remember.、Um, so this is actually re-、uh, written by、uh, Reed Hastings, right? This is actually written by the man. I-, I think it's really interesting in a way that.、Um, It actually has some good information, and what Netflix is doing right now is pretty much unheard of、um, in the industry of tech or in any industry in general, right? So, I certainly probably、uh, I still haven't finished the book yet.、Um, I probably put this、um, on my on on top of my、uh, maybe top three, top two of my favorite management books, and then、um, I just want to kind of pick and choose a couple.、Uh, Concept for you guys, and you know, really dive deep into what do they mean,、uh, what kind of a、uh, subjects of interest or topics that Netflix are are doing and you are not, right? So today, I want to talk about is really their culture, right? Just do like a introduction.、Um, so Reed, he prefer a culture that values people over process. So really emphasize in terms of innovation, and really thinking about efficiency or limited controls by the,、uh, you know, by the managers. So the more support or the more freedom that you can get for your employee, the better, right? And today I just want to touch on something really, really interesting. It's called talent density. So this was developed、uh, under a、uh, patty, right? This this was、um, Reed's、uh, main、uh, main HR lady,、um, late nineties, early two thousands. So here's what happened, right?、Um, back in two thousand,、um, the dot com crash, right? So there was a big tech bubble, right? The internet was ran hot, and then that bubble burst. So Netflix was just in the growing stages, so they lost pretty much all of their funding. So they had to downsize. They had to fire people, let them go. So they shrink from one twenty to eighty people. So that they actually had to let go a third of their workforce. And then Reed was like, "Yeah, that's probably a bad idea, but we have to do it because it's it's the only way that Netflix will survive, right?" So in a sense, what talent density means is that the smaller amount of talent, the bigger. The talent density, the more dense the talent is, so 
it really depends, right? So the company with a really dense talent is a company that everyone wants to work for. So, so there's no slacker, there's no person that drags down the morale. Um, it's actually was a, a psychology study when you were doing group project. I've done way than enough <laughs> back in the college days and high school days. Um, so what they will do is they will have four participants and then they will have an actor in a group. And then what that's going to happen is even though the other four are really sharp from the GPA perspective, from their, uh, you know, a student feedback perspective, but with one person, just one in a group of five being the person that's very lackluster, very hands off, like don't really want to do any work, the whole environment, the whole culture of that tiny group suffers, right? If the person is like, uh, be, is a leader, right? And then that will make sure that the culture is intact and then they will do amazing projects. So in a sense that it doesn't really matter about what the culture should be, your hiring decision, make sure of that. Or your hiring situation, make sure of that. So in a sense that Netflix was looking for the cream of the crop in terms of talent in the beginning, right? So Reed kind of put it into a perspective that if you have a team of five stunning employees and two adequate ones, not bad ones, just the one that are okay, so they will do five things. I think these five are really, really interesting. So first of all, it will sap manager's energy and they have less time for the top performers. So this one I actually second because I actually read another book. Uh, what's the term? It was actually written by either Peter Trucker or uh, Andy Grove, uh, the CEO of Intel. It actually said that people are always trying to improve the productivity or the performance of the lowest, the worst employee where the manager's time should be spent with the most important, the most highest performance person, right? And secondly, really think that if you only have two okay ones with alongside with five stunning employees, you will, redeem, you will reduce the quality of the group discussion. It will lower the group IQ. So I actually happened, I had this happen to me today where we have a talkative lady doing my uh, new job training. Well, not new job, but a, a new promotion training, a new skill set training in a sense that she will just talk to them and she will just 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 be the person that talks a lot. Like it's good when the manager or the trainer is, is asking for feedback, but I can tell a lot of times that she got it wrong because she's not even thinking about it. she just say out, right? So in a sense, I can I have a sense that our group IQ is being brought down by her. Now number three, force others to work around them so lower the efficiency. So whenever you have an okay employee or work or you have a slacker, what's gonna happen is we have to work around their own schedule. So 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 the okay person, the adequate employee, the slower employee becomes a bottleneck. So what we mean by the bottleneck is the process, it's a, it's a supplier chain term. It's a procedure within a supply chain that is the slowest. It, it doesn't matter how fast the other parts are, it's just the slowest, right? So in a sense that the supply chain was the okay the bottleneck in the supply chain was the eventual the realistic speed of the um of the whole group right so in a sense number four 
they really drive the staff to see excellence, uh, excellence quit. So what that means is, okay, if I see you hire that person, hire that person, and those two are adequate or those two are not too par, then why would I work for this so-so company, right? And number five is that I I think this is the most important one, is that it shows the team that accepts mediocrity and then it really multiply the problem. So this is the downside of hiring, you know, um, not so high, highly performer, not so amazing, stunning employees is that it really brings the whole productivity of the whole group down, of the whole team down, right? So in a sense that what Reed is trying to get at in this portion of the book is that performance is contagious. So it's really something that is motivating and then it really, like for me, for example, like I, like I always trying to strive for the being the top dogs of the team and whatnot. And I really try to do my best. So I wouldn't even look at the bottom feeders, right? So, that, so the person that is like, you know, like dangling towards the end of the group. But the most important thing that I think really has a point on this is that we shouldn't make a sacrifice when we're hiring. Um, training, I think, only goes so far, but it's really up to the person that have a go-getter attitude that can really make it work. So in a sense that talent density make or break your department, your team, or your organization. And Reed Hastings was trying to tell us that because after he let go 30 not so well-performing, not so well 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 performed employee like the remaining 80 people they were like crazy they all like what they do they are pushing for e- for each other Rita was actually surprised by that that okay letting go of the medium to bottom performer can actually help the uh, productivity of the whole company does that sound cruel yes um, but I guess by the end of the day this is the golden standard that we should strive for all right, guys, uh, let me put a pin into this. Um, there's actually more from this new book coming up. And uh, if you like the podcast, give us five stars or whatever you listen, and then we'll go from there. All right, guys, bye.